It seems like in the past few months, I've had quite a few conversations about artificial intelligence. So maybe you have as well, also known as AI. And these conversations, uh, I've learned a lot, and uh, I've, I myself have kind of experimented a little bit with um, what's available online. And sometimes these conversations, not always, but sometimes these conversations I've noticed start to go down a really dark rabbit hole. And sometimes people start to get really anxious, and there's all these warnings about the dangers of AI. And I certainly don't want to belittle that. I want to, I want to reverence what I don't know and, and um, acknowledge that some of these are, are well-founded fears. But what I do want to point out is how easy it is to kind of catastrophize our experience in the world. A lot of times with parents or with grandparents, something that is often said to me is that they're afraid for their children or they're afraid for their grandchildren. They don't know what they're going to have to face in the future. And whenever they look around with the world and with the politics and with the church and then especially now with AI, there's all these questions. And there's a little, there's like a deeper sense of anxiety that kind of starts to bubble up. And as we talk about these things, this, this darkness and this heaviness can sometimes dominate the conversation. So I don't know if you can relate at all, but in today's gospel, Jesus talks about the weeds and the wheat. And we've been going through a lot of parables lately, and so here's another parable from Jesus. And as with all the parables, the parables are kind of like riddles. Um, they're, they're usually not that easy to understand at first, and there's usually some type of unexpected twist. To us, it's not as unexpected because we've been hearing these parables, many of us, for our whole lives. But for those that heard the parable the first time in Jesus' first century context, there would have been some element of surprise and unexpected um, nature about it. So in this particular parable, Jesus actually does give us the interpretation. He doesn't always do that, but in today's gospel, he does. And it's in the long version. I didn't read that today, but it's in your missalette, the longer version. You can go back to your Bible uh, tonight and just kind of read through it. But, but the, the summary here is that we have the, the a gardener who sows good seed in his field and wheat starts to grow. And Jesus uh, tells us that the gardener is God and that the good wheat that grows are the children of the kingdom of God. And then there's this enemy who sows weeds into the field and the enemy is, is Satan and that the weeds that grow uh, represent the, the children uh, are people that, that follow Satan and people that are evil. Um, what's unexpected here is that in the parable, the uh, harvesters, or not the harvesters, the laborers ask the master, do you want us to pull the weeds? And now, you know, most of us, when we have weeds in our garden, it's just a given. We'll just pull them. We don't even really think about it. But what's surprising here is that the master in the parable says no. He says it's important for the weeds and the wheat to grow together. He says to let them grow together until harvest time. Now, that's kind of odd. I mean, if any of you have gardens at home or even just a little bit of landscaping in front of your house, you typically don't like for your plants and your weeds to grow together. So it's odd here that Jesus would kind of give this parable in order to make that one point, that weeds and wheat are going to grow together until harvest time. And then he interprets that harvest time is the second coming. 
And at harvest time, the angels will be the ones that harvest. And at that time, we will separate the weeds and the wheat, the good people from the bad. And he says that the the weeds will be thrown into a fire and that the wheat will be kept in the barn. Okay, so what is Jesus trying to tell us here? I think very simply here, he's reminding us, well, he's warning us, and at this point reminding us, that the weeds and the wheat will always be together, that we will always have both until the second coming of Jesus Christ. And we know this whenever we study history. Anybody that studies history can see that there has always, always, always been evil in the world. And in every generation, every generation feels like it's the most evil generation that has ever existed. And there's always evil. But at the same time, there's always good. There's always good in the world. And it's true in the world, but this parable was not particularly about the world. It was mostly about the kingdom of God. And the Catechism of the Catholic Church reminds us that there are different um, ways in which we talk about the kingdom of God. Sometimes when we talk about the kingdom of God, we're talking about the kingdom of heaven and eternity. And sometimes when we talk about the kingdom of God, depending on the context, we're talking about the church, the lived reality of the church on earth. And then sometimes whenever we talk about the kingdom of God, we're actually talking about Jesus Christ himself. Well, in this parable, I think it's, it seems pretty clear with the context that we're talking about the church, the church on earth. And the church on earth, Jesus is warning us, preparing us, and at this point, reminding us that the church will always have both, weeds and wheat. Now, with great reverence here, I mean, I don't want to belittle or um, act as though it's not a big deal to have weeds. But it's true. And there's always been evil people in the church. There's always been evil people that have come to church, that have come to mass, that have participated in ministries. There have always been people that have had positions of power in the church. And that always leads, or at least often leads, to scandal. And those scandals oftentimes hurt people very badly. And I, wanna, I just want to reverence that. That's not okay. It's not okay. But at the same time, Jesus is not surprised by that. One of my seminary professors liked to say this, that we never leave St. Peter because of Judas. That even at the very beginnings of our church, there was a grave sinner, a scandalous leader who betrayed the Lord. But that doesn't disprove that the church is created and guided by God. Nonetheless, we still have really good things happening in the church since the beginning of time. It's true in the world that there's always good and evil, and it's true in the church there's always good and evil. But I also want to point out that it's also true in our hearts. In our own hearts, we too, we have weeds and wheat. And for, for many of you, especially if you've been maybe trying to live your faith for quite some time now, especially if you've gotten like serious about it, maybe you, you know, go to confession regularly, maybe you do have a daily prayer life, and maybe you have noticed some growth in your spiritual life, but, but those people especially will start to notice that as they grow, they also become more and more aware of their weeds. 
And sometimes it can be the case that as we, you know, experience this growth of the wheat, of the good fruits of God's life inside of our hearts, sometimes we can start to get discouraged because we notice that there's still weeds. We get frustrated and beat up about it because we don't know how to root out those weeds. And the reality is that until our death, until we enter into eternity, we will always have both. But that's not an excuse to just give up and just like celebrate the weeds. No, because we still want to grow more wheat than weeds. And there is something to say about transformation and growth and purification. But if we believe this lie of perfectionism, if we believe this lie that if we just work just a little bit harder, if we accomplish just this one final task, then, then we will finally destroy all evil in our hearts. And then we'll be happy. It's like if we just go through this one last process, then we'll be totally healed and set free. No more weeds, and then I'll be holy. And we can apply that too with the church and with the world. Like, like sometimes we can believe the lie that if we just accomplish this one last election or this one last like purification of this one leader in the church, or if we just kind of, you know, fight this one last battle, then the church or the world or both will finally be rid of all the evil and then we'll have peace and then we'll be happy. And that's all lies, 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 lies. We will always have both weeds and wheat until the second coming of Jesus Christ. Only in heaven do we experience the perfection of no weeds. And until we go there, we should not be surprised whenever we see evil. I just want you to think for a second, you know, like whenever you look around the world and and the church and even in your own heart, which one do you tend to spend more mental energy on? Which one do you tend to focus on more? Do you tend to focus more on the weeds or the wheat? in your experience, when you talk about life with your family and with your friends or your colleagues, do you tend to focus more on the wheat or on the weeds? Or whenever you kind of examine the reality of the church, of who's coming to mass, of who are the different priests and bishops and, uh, and what Pope Francis is up to, do you tend to focus more on the weeds or the wheat? And what about in your own heart as you grow? As you grow in virtue and grace, do you tend to focus more on the weeds or the wheat? Now, what about this? This one's a hard one. What about other people in your life? Do you notice their weeds or their wheat? I think it's really easy sometimes to notice their weeds. Now, I certainly do not want to condone evil I do not want to celebrate evil, and I am certainly not wanting to participate in evil. This homily is not about just giving up and letting evil happen. No. We are called to transform this world with the grace of Jesus. We do have a mission and a purpose to build the kingdom of God along with God's grace and and direction. We do and we should fight injustices. We have a role to play, and people's lives are better whenever we take that role seriously. We should be growing in virtue and purifying our hearts and getting rid of as many weeds as we can inside of us. But whenever we notice 
that evil is happening, especially the evil that we can't control. That should not scandalize us. That should not surprise us. That should not discourage us and convince us to give up. That's not evidence that God has abandoned us. That's not proof that the church is not of God. It's the reality that we will always have both, weeds and wheat, until the second coming of Jesus. So in other words, this homily is about hope. This homily is to say that no matter how bad things get in your own life, in the local, national, or global church, or even in secular society, no matter how bad things get or how bad things might seem to be headed, we are never abandoned by God. And there is always hope that the Lord permits in his mysterious divine plan both the weeds and the wheat to grow together. But at the end of all time, it will be sorted out. The weeds will be thrown into the fire and the wheat will be stored into the kingdom of God's arms. We will get our reward if we cling to Jesus and stay faithful to him. St. Peter tells us to always be ready to give a reason for the hope that is within you. This is our reason that God can make good out of anything. God makes all things new for those that cling to him. And so instead of getting beat up, burnt down, and discouraged by the darkness that we may notice, perhaps instead we can pray for the grace to be witnesses of hope. What's very interesting is that even in the darkest times, especially at the darkest times, that's where we have the greatest saints in history. That where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more, St. Paul tells us. And so if you feel discouraged by the weight of the world, look no other place than the mercies of Jesus Christ. Amen.